This is a Lip Media Podcast. Hello, chickens. It's the fabulous Adam Richard with a very special weekend edition of <laughs> my theories. Uh, I don't know if you uh, heard yesterday, but I'm starting things differently now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. We uh, barely through your theories. Only, only, I've only had opinions. I haven't even gotten into theories. So uh, here we are on a Saturday, kicking back, uh, having some theories about Orphan 55, the latest Doctor Who episode. Uh, many, many, many opinions uh, and theories, Kian slid into my Twitter DMs to tell me that Chris Chibnall was heavily invested in Who fandom around the time of the end of the classic series. So the the, the Sylvester McCoy era, um, there is a famous clip on, of him on a TV discussion show criticising Pip and Jane Baker. Well, look, now he has the job, so he can feel free to criticise. Sure, he was a little kid then, but that's another story. Anyway, I suspect he would have come across the Cartmel master plan. Oh, man, this is a deep dive into fandom. Andrew Cartmel was the... Uh, the script editor of Doctor Who, which was, you know, essentially kind of the showrunner, as they called it back in the day. Uh, they they came up with all the overarching stories and commissioned scripts and things like that. Um, and he had a, a plan for what would happen in the 1990 series of Doctor Who that never happened. Because Doctor Who was never cancelled. They just said, yeah, yeah, it'll be back. And it just never happened. Like, it just never came back. Um, so, yeah, that, that can happen in, in real life as well. Uh, <laughs> There's, you know, I've made many a pilot that you're like, I'm just waiting to hear if this pilot's going to series. And then, like, it's three years and you're like, I guess that's not happening. 
I guess we're not doing that. Like, for instance, people keep asking me when's there going to be a second series of Outland. It's like, I, I don't know, but it's been over five years, so I'm suspecting not. <laughs> no one's called to ask for one. Um, but, yeah, that, that can happen in, in television. People just don't return your calls. Uh, so, yes, uh, the Cartmel Master Plan was never fully realised due to the cancellation. And Kian says, I think... I think he had a sort of childhood dream to finish the master plan to explore Gallifrey, the Time Lords, and ultimately the Doctor's origins. Oh, yes. I also think he's a bit wary of constructing complex season plots he won't be able to tie up nicely at the end of his run. Yeah. Yeah. Look, I'm, I don't think Stephen Moffat has really stuck any landings. He, he's great at... at at a cliffhanger, like at making you go, I need to see the next episode of this. And then you watch the next episode and you're like, okay, that was that. Um, (laughs) So he's likely, Kian says, he's likely planned his entire Time Lord arc from the beginning and isn't going to rush things. Right. Ultimate prediction, Lung Barrow style reveal. Ooh, Lung Barrow. Now, that is a blast from the past. Lung Barrow was uh, a novel written back when uh, Doctor Who wasn't on air. There were a bunch of novels published by Virgin Books. uh, And Mark Platt, who wrote the gorgeous TV story Ghostlight for the final series uh, back in the day in 89, um, wrote this book called Lung Barrow, which explores the Doctor's past. And I've never read it. And do I have to read it now so I can tell you about it in this? Oh, man. It's already the weekend. Like, it'll be Monday and there'll be a whole new theory going on. I can't read a book in a day. I'm slow. Um, I was reading a book on the treadmill this morning. I'm really not enjoying the book I'm reading at the moment, but I'm just plowing through it because I like the characters. Also, it's like the seventh book in a series, you know, and you're just like, yeah, I'm into it now. It's a spy thing. Um, and it's, look, it. It's it's fine. Uh, but yeah, it's been raining in Sydney, so I couldn't go for a run outside. So I went on the treadmill. And when I go on the treadmill, rather than have my headphones on, because, you know, there's only so much bare wall I can look at. That's why I like running outside, because, you know, there's geese and horses at Centennial Park where I run. But uh, on the treadmill, there's nothing. Just a, just the wall. Um, so yeah, I take my Kindle downstairs and I read my book on the treadmill. Because... You know, I'm a nerd. Uh, anyway, so that is uh, <laughs> that's one of one of your theories, and I've uh, already halfway through the podcast, and not my special Saturday edition. Uh, Peter slid into the Twitter DMs as well. He said, "Is there a hint of a possible future demise of Graham?" Oh no, you need to get on with Bajo. He is into the death of Graham. He's been into it for like two years now. Um, <laughs> in his throwaway line to Ryan, Graham says, "It ain't." The aliens that are going to kill me, it's worrying about you. Oh, oh, I mean, I I think Graham is not recovered. I don't think he's quite in the remission we think he's in. Uh, and maybe there will come a moment where he's worrying about Ryan and he's like, no, 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 son, I'm going to die in about three months anyway. So I'll stand in front of this Dalek gun. <laughs> Go on without me. I'm already upset about it. I don't want it to happen. Uh, But, you know, why would you hire Bradley Walsh unless you were going to kill him and have him him do a really... Because he's a great actor. He would do a good get-death scene. Oh! Oh, anyway, uh, Dwayne on email says, uh, Orphan 55 established the possible timeline future. Oh, 
Yes, because the Doctor does say that's one possible future if you don't clean up your act, planet Earth. Uh, obviously, the Gallifrey we saw from Spyfall Part 2 was one of those possible futures. Oh, my God, Twain! You have blown my mind. Completely blown my mind. Also, maybe this feeds into it, because a number of people have messaged me saying, why couldn't the TARDIS just go back and... and get Kane and Bella and take them away and save them from, you know, once they got teleported back to the TARDIS, why couldn't they go? And if the Doctor has gone, because they were teleported out of the TARDIS, so possibly they were out of time, they were outside the normal cause and effect of of the universe, perhaps if the Doctor went there, she would solidify that as a timeline. But by not going there in the TARDIS... It still remains an ephemeral, not quite... I don't know. That's my theory. Um, I like that theory. I'm, I'm, I'm happy with myself there. Uh, <laughs> Nairi, is that how I'm saying your name on Facebook? I'm probably pronouncing it wrong. Nairi says, uh, I think Gallifrey may now be an orphan planet. <gasps> and these episodes are leading up to the solution for the Doctor to restart Gallifrey. Oh, turn it off and turn it back on again, just like you're in IT. Uh, the timeless child may be a fiction, but what if the Doctor makes it a reality? Oh, what if she creates a timeless child heals her planet where she once thought she destroyed it how's that for a story arc that is blowing my mind nairi oh now uh earlier in the week we were talking about how this series uh has been a weird remake of the trial of a time lord which was uh, season 23 of the old series um the colin baker stories and you know, uh, well, Luke on Facebook said he thinks Orphan 55 is the planet Ravelox uh, in the distant future, or Mondas. Uh, <laughs> but Ravelox was uh, from the first segment of the Trial of a Time Lord, uh, also Terror of the Vervoids. They were on a, a pleasure cruise and then the Vervoids attack, which is very similar to Orphan 55. <laughs> and, and so I was like, oh, maybe Mind Warp. Oh, also, Ultimate Foe has come up as part of this this plan from Spyfall. Um so, yes, uh, I, I was like, how do we include the Mind Warp segment, which is one of the most bat-poop crazy segments of Doctor Who you've ever seen. Brian Blessed running around screaming at the top of his lungs. Um, and someone has said, uh, there are windows in the new series. That means both The Trial of a Time Lord and Series 12 contain a sill. Oh, no. Kel on Instagram. Puns. Uh, oh, that, that one got right in my stomach. That was... Whew, that hurt. <laughs> Al Gore on Twitter said, I thought that I was alone and insane in thinking this. My sanity lives another day. Yes, please join us on the Trial of a Time Lord reboot <laughs> theory. Um, Hugh on Twitter says, Syl was the timeless child this whole damn time. Oh, that... I d- Syl is a great character if you haven't watched those episodes. Originally in Vengeance on Varos and then turns up again in Mind Warp. Uh, just Nabil Shaban, who plays it, just hilarious. Like, really fun, over the top. And frequently in my real life, I will shout one of Syl's lines <laughs> whenever <laughs> I'm, I'm accusing someone of being false. I'll go, you lying liar! <laughs> it is... Weirdly, something that I do all the time. Uh, <laughs> Justin on Twitter said uh, he watched it with his 10-year-old. Uh, she was on the track of who the dregs were pretty early on. Then after the Russian station, I prompted her to think it through and her realisation was closely followed by her mind being blown. Yes, it was. Uh, when, the, it's the fir- when it's the first time you see that story happen, you go, whoa, that is full on. Um, so yeah, a 10 year old watching this would be completely blown away. So 
I'm okay for it to be a little bit derivative if 10-year-olds are still loving it. Uh, <laughs> Rosalie on Twitter, I loved it. Doctor at her best. However, at one point, I giggled excitedly. Yes, they're finally off planet! Unless they magically turn it into London. Oh, dear. No, they weren't off planet. Oh, poor Rosalie. Uh, that is the end of our special Saturday episode. Monday, uh, I will be back with the latest episode. Uh, unless you're hanging around till after Thursday's broadcast. I will see you next time time for my theories even when we're on a budget we still deserve nice things quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands they have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at 50 dollars luxurious italian leather bags and so much more plus Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.